Project Taryag Day 88 Mitzvah Kuf Samach Adaf And that is the Isr Shalai Yusa Amoni Yomayavi Bas Yisrael Which means the men from the nations of Ammon and Moav Are not allowed to marry into Klai Yisrael to marry Jewish women and, and this is even after they become Gerim The Torah itself gives the reason for this And it says it's because when Klai Yisrael in the desert, so to speak, encamped near the nations of Ammon and Moab, they didn't provide bread or water to the Jewish people, and secondly, that they hired Bilam to try and curse and therefore eradicate the Jewish people. And from here we see the importance of Gemilus Chasadim, and therefore people who don't show Gemilus Chasadim aren't worthy of being part of Klai Israel. And therefore we meant to retain a distance from them, and show the how bad those midas are in the sense that we never had to marry intermarry with them because the fact that they didn't show chesed and that they brought Bilam who was an agent to be machti to cause Klaishal to sin that's unforgivable and even though when it comes to the Mitzrim the issue of marrying a Mitzri only applies for three generations Whereas by Amun and Moab it's forever. And even though the Mitzrim enslaved us and tortured us for such so, for so, so many years, we see from here that it's better for a person to do so, a number of things wrong and not one major nevala, one major act of, which shows, so to speak, an uh, inherently bad murder. Because if a person is not embarrassed, to demonstrate that he is such a bad man, it shows an inherent evil within them and the, the loneliness that he's on. And if that's okay, someone like that, there's no hope that he's going to better himself or to change. And therefore, he doesn't deserve to become part of the Jewish people. The mitzvah only applies to men and not to women because the Gemara says it wasn't expected from the woman to go out to greet the Jewish people with bread and water and therefore it's not considered a failing on their part that they didn't do that. This essay applies only when we knew what the original nations of Ammon and Moab were. However, the Gemara decides that once Sancheirev became king and conquered the whole Middle East and he changed the location of all the nations to different places. So then we no longer know who the original Moabim and the Moinim are. And if that's the case, we go after the majority and any guy who converts, we assume was not from Amun and Moab and therefore they're allowed to marry into the Jewish people. Mitzvah Tavkov Samach Beis and that is not to be Darish Shlemam, look for their welfare, which means the Chinuch explains we don't mean to make a peace treaty with Amun and Moab forever. Which means, normally when we fight against other countries, you have to give them the option of peace. Like we saw in the Mitzvah of Milchama, that you have to give them the option of peace, yielding to Klai Yisrael, paying them a tax and not fighting with them. However, when it comes to fighting Amun and Moab, we don't want to do that to them, we don't want to ask or offer them the option of peace. And therefore, we have to fight them and destroy them. And we saw before, someone who's primary middle is his cruelty and his lack of chesed so then Israel aren't looking to make peace with them or to 
extend chesed to them. This issue only applies to men who will go to fight wars, and only will Klaishal when Eretz Yisrael, and therefore when able to engage in battle. Today, when we're not fighting battles, and also we don't know who Amun and Moab are, so this mitzvah is not applicable. Mitzvah Tafkuf Samach Gimel, and that is not to distance the descent of Adam more than three generations. The Pasuk says, Let the Taiv Adomi don't despise a convert from Adam, who is your brother, Yaakov and Ezra brothers, and therefore, after the the third generation, after two generations of Adam, the third generation will allow to accept into the ranks of Jewish people is allowed to marry a Jew. And the Pasuk says, Doshlishi means the grandson of the original guy. The one who's Megayer is the first generation, his children are the second generation, and his grandchildren are the third generation. The reason for the mitzvah that we're not we're not acting to the children or the grandchildren of Asaph in the same way we do to Amun and Moab, even though there was one thing that Amun and Moab, one incident where they did something wrong, and then Adam and Mitzrayim as well, who caused so much tzar and so much suffering to Jews over the years. Nevertheless, the Isra is only in Amun and Moab, and we are told we are allowed to accept into the Jewish people, converts from Adam and from Mitzrayim. Says the Chinuch, because when it came to Mitzrayim, the Shibud, the servitude that they placed in us, was with Gzeres Hashem, and therefore we can't hate them for the net forever. Masha'en can Amun and Moab's lack of chesed was coming from themselves, and that's the case, we went to hate them forever. The same would apply to Adam, it seems, that the Chinuch understood that the suffering that we received at the hands of Adam was exaggerated, and if that's the case, here also we're not allowed to hate them forever as a result of that. If a Mitri would marry a Mitris, or an Adam would marry an Adamis, and then the two of them would miscarry, the child which would be born would already be the second generation, the children of the converts, even if she had been pregnant before they converted. If an Amoni would marry a different guy, let's say a Mitri, the din of the child would follow the din of the father, and therefore the father is an Amoni, the child would be an Amoni, and the child follows the Mitri, the child would be a Mitri. This is not to be marchik, not to distance the descendants of Adam, and in every place in time, both the man and the woman. In other words, that they're allowed to marry the third generation of a convert from Adam. And if a person's over in this and decides not to marry them because of the, the evil that their nation did to Klai Yisrael, he's over in this life. But since it doesn't have an action, there's no Marcus. Mitzvah Tafkov Samach Tarad, and that is not to be Marchik, a third generation of a Mitri. Similar to the Adam, it is let the Tai of Mitri. Don't despise the Mitri, Kagera Yusuf Arta, you're a stranger in his land. And therefore, once again, the third generation, which means the grandchildren of the original converts, are allowed to marry into the Jewish people. It doesn't mean we have to marry a Domim or Mitzri convert of three generations. The Torah just says, Mitzavahas, that we're not allowed to deny them the opportunity to marry a Jew. 
and Mishpafas Miyuchasis, which guarded their lineage and made sure they were only marrying into other Jewish families from which could trace their lineage back to Klayishal, not to Karim, are not forbidden from maintaining the purity of their lineage and I definitely don't have to marry Karim from any nation. But to not allow them to marry because of an Isser would be a, a transgression of this mitzvah. And as in the case of the Adami, nevertheless there wouldn't be Malkus because there isn't an action involved in not marrying. Mitzvah Tafkov Samachai and that is the Isser Yukana Stamina Arabais. The person who is Tomah for whatever reason is not allowed to enter into the Harabais, which is called the Machna Levia, the second of the three camps, which means the inner camp is called Machna Shechina, and uh, here the second camp is called Machna Levia, and then therefore the Basimid, which is like the Machna Shechina, and the whole of Harabais on which the Basimid was situated was called Machna Levia, and therefore even the lesser Dargo of Tomah, such as the person who was a Valkyrie, would not be allowed to go into Machna Levia. The reason for keeping Tom away from the Basel Mikdash, Nechinuk's already spoken of many times, and this mitzvah, which means that a person who's Tom, whether a man or a lady, shouldn't come into Harabais, it applies even Bizman because even though the Basel Mikdash is destroyed, the Kedusha of the place remains, and therefore it's also to go there when a person is in a state of Tum. Mitzvah Tafkuf Samachvav, and that is to set aside a place to be used for a person to relieve himself. And this is referring to a battle. The Pasuk says that the person needs to make, must make a certain place for outside the camp to be used for people to use as a bathroom. And otherwise, if people would choose to use the whole army camp, so to speak, to do their functions, then it's not fitting for a camp where Hashem is in the midst of the Jewish people to be used in such a manner. Pazak says, Hashem, so to speak, travels together with the camp of the armies, and therefore the Jewish camp has to be a place of holiness because it has to be a place where we're able to receive the Shekhinah. And therefore even more in the campsite where the Jewish people live, it has to be a place of cleanliness where again is conducive to receiving the Shekhinah. And the army, when even people who were afraid of Averis wouldn't be there, so obviously the tzaddikim who were left would be zeichet to a certain spirit of Ruach HaKodesh, and therefore they have to be on a fitting level to deserve the Ruach HaKodesh. It says the chinuch, the nekios, cleanliness, even a physical nature, is a midam in amiris atoyves and veil in Ruach HaKodesh. This mitzvah only applies to army camp, with some, so I don't even talking about men who would be soldiers, the only time the base of Mikdash would be fighting a Jewish war. And if a person is over on this and doesn't set aside a place outside the camp, and instead he defiles the dirties the place where the place are staying, he's rebuttal as Mitzvah say, and the punishment is even greater because as a result, the Shekhinah won't rest in such a place. And so the past success, in a place of uncleanliness, the Shekhinah will leave, and it will be the responsibility of those people who cause the Shekhinah to leave. Mitzvah Tav Kuf Samach Zayin, and that is in the same Pasuk, it says to prepare a spade to dig with, to cover one's waist. The Pasuk is the Yaseh Teh Lecha Al Zaynecha. You should have a spade to get with your other weaponry. 
who originally was an Eved with Mila and Tefillah, which makes him into the status of a semi-Jew. And now, he'll, now that he's freed himself, he'll become a, a full Jew. And this is not to oppress or cause pain to an Eved. Applies both the man and today in any time. And if a person is over in this life, and he does, so to speak, insult him, whether it's with words or he causes him financial loss, so now it's moment he's over in this life, but since it applies also to speech, therefore there's no Malchus. That's condition not to have cash relations with the lady without first marrying them in the halachic process of first condition, which is betrothal, and writing a ksuva, which is a marriage document. The Apostle says, Lo Tzikadashim B'nei Yisrael, which Ram explains to mean that one shouldn't have a lady who's open for, so to speak, um, extramarital or casual relationships. Similarly, the Apostle says, that a father can't allow his daughter to be involved in such relationships. And this Esau wouldn't just about the father, but even to the lady herself. The reason the Torah has to answer it is because when we saw the penalty of a person who is ma'anis or who has relations with an unmarried lady and that is just to pay her a penalty of money and he has to marry her, we might think it's not Osir and if he wants to do it, he's allowed to do it as long as he's willing to pay and marry her afterwards. And therefore, just like a person's allowed to choose to give someone money and the person can let him do what he wants. So I think over here, we might think that it's mutter, as long as he's willing to pay, to have casual relationships with a woman, and as long as they agree to it. Therefore, the Torah especially needs to say it's osir as well, and the Torah doesn't allow for such relationships. And the reason for that, the Chinuch says, is because Aynas is relatively rare, but if it would be allowed to have mutually consensual relationships, it would be much more common. And that would cause a ribuy of znus, of immorality in Eretz Israel, and that's what the Torah forbids it. The Ramban explains this method differently. That is not referring to a case of relationships with Ask Silva, which anyway holds as Rabbanan, but rather it's referring to an Isra to be together with somebody that the Torah forbids marrying. And there's an extension, it's not just also for the man and the woman involved, it's also an instruction based in that they shouldn't allow there to be women available for hefka, for immoral purposes, because as a result of that, they're eventually going to come to be with people who are also to them, because the person who's willing to be mafka herself to the, to the rabbi or to any stranger is not going to be mafka afterwards to check what's mutafa and what's asafa, and who would be an Isadav or who would be an Isadav, which is more common than that. And this Isadav says it applies to not a young one's daughter to marry an Eved, which is also a relationship which the condition isn't Teufus on. Everybody wants full Jews and therefore can't make Kaddish or can't betray the Jewish woman. And this Isadav applies in every present time, both the men and the ladies. And if a person is over in this, and uh, would have relations with a single lady. They would both be Chayav Malkus, according to the Rambam. And according to the Ramban, 
the Isamakas would only be with somebody who would be awesome to marry. And including the love, or including this Chiyuv, is a Chiyuv and based in to destroy any Avera from the midst of the community that they're in, and to make sure that there isn't the possibility of ladies who are available for Avera. But there will be a Malkus over here, because they aren't doing a Mesa, even though that's definitely right for an Einish because as a based in they're responsible to protect the door from punishment.